Hello, welcome to the Mediocre Takes podcast, the podcast where we share our mediocre takes on the shows and movies we watch. I'm Marco, and I'm here with my co-host, Mel. How are you doing, Mel? Thoughts on pickled red onions? Why are those? Uh, pickled red onions? I have never tried them, so I don't know. What? Dude, they they're good? like the they're the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. And I have put a lot of things in my mouth. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> Mal's dying now. Okay, I'm composed. <laughs> okay, okay, today we're talking about the best shows and movies we watched in 2023, as well as the worst shows and movies we watched in 2023. Yeah, let's just get started with Mal. What's your worst of 2023? Well, let me tell you. My first is Gotham Knights. Um, when I put this on my list of shows I was excited for in 2023, I was giggling because I knew it was going to be bad and I wasn't disappointed. It is amazing how the CW can be so consistent with how bad everything they make is. You would think at some point they'd strike gold, but baby, there ain't never been no gold in them hills. Genuinely, I tried to watch as much as I could, but it is just 40 minutes of characters I don't like except Carrie Kelly being edgy and depressing. Also, someone put their fucking OC in the show. Instead of choosing from any of the kids Bruce Wayne has canonically adopted, they put in some Joe Schmo, which is so confusing to me because every other character in the show is canon. It doesn't make sense that the main main character has never existed in any DC universe. This whole thing was just so mind-boggling, and it's so heartbreaking that they wasted characters on this. Also, also, Gotham Knights, the TV show. Okay, why did they name it that? Because before this came out, they had the Gotham Knights video game. The video game and the TV show have nothing to do with each other. So I'm just wondering why they didn't, you know, figure out a different name for it. This The whole thing surrounding the show made no sense to me. Also, it was cancelled because CW was like, hey, we're not gonna do DC stuff anymore. Two out of ten. Do better, Warner. I am begging you. First, I want to say my worst and best are not in order. I don't, I don't know about Mal, but um, my worst worst of 2023 is My Next Life as a Villainous, All Roots Lead to Doom. This is the other incest anime I talked about when we talked about the shows we watched in 2023. Anyways, we follow our main character, who is also transported to her Otome game. Funny that both of the incest anime are both about isekais that are transported into Otome games. They literally said, can I copy your homework? And then they were yeah. like, yeah, I'm gonna make it different, a little different. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's basically a visual novel for straight girls. If you guys don't know what Atome games are, this is also what I call bisexual harem. Basically, a harem is a guy who has a bunch of girls liking her. A reverse harem is a girl who has a bunch of guys liking her. And what I call bisexual harem is when both guys and girls like this main character. Okay, so I actually liked this show before season 2. And season 2 is where the incest is at. But this show is kind of trashy from the beginning. But even though it's trashy, it was my trashy show, Mal. Like, I, I ate this up. It was like candy to me. I should have seen it from a mile away because the main character's brother was acting kind of sus. And I get that even though they're not like blood related, they're still brother and sister. I will say, even though the second season has incest, I still think the second season has a better plot than the first season. There was a better villain and a lot more like lore and interesting storytelling, which was what interesting. What did you say? What? What did you say? A what? lot more what? 
a lot more lore and better storytelling. Okay, sorry. I, I thought you said vor. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so you'll bring up the incest, but not the vor? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Okay, sorry, sorry. It's okay. I love that. Yeah, that's it. It was a bad show. I would give this one out of 10 stars. The one star is for the amazing lore or of war. My next show is The Last of Us. Now, I was really excited for this show and I really did like it when I watched it. Like, it made me cry. Then I found out the creator of the game and like the producer of the show is like pro-Israel. I just feel like I was lied to and then finding that stuff out made me feel really icky for even watching it. If you really wanted to watch this before finding out all the stuff about Neil Druckmann, make sure you do it in a way that doesn't benefit him or HBO because that shit was whack. Zero out of ten, donating to a terrorist organization and then also donating to the victims does not make you cute, Neil. Hi, editing me. Just to clarify, the terrorists in this situation are the IDF. And the victims are the millions of Palestinians that are prisoners in their own homeland and the over 20,000 innocent Palestinian men, women, and children who have been slaughtered by the IDF. So the next anime that I watched that's on my worst list is Flip Flappers. So Flip Flappers follows Papika and Kokona as they become magical girls and explore a parallel world called Pure Illusion. And they're going there to find crystals that will grant a wish. I did not enjoy this anime. First off, we need to talk about the magical girl transformations. I told Mal about this someday. And I, I don't know if you forgot, Mal. But basically, whenever they have a magical transformation, they show the butts and underwear shots during the magical girl transformations. I want to make this clear. These are middle school girls, you guys. Anyways, How is that legal? I don't think it is, honestly. I think, actually, I think as long as it's drawings, it's legal. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? I remember a lawyer saying that. I, I used Just to watch- Just your shit together. I used to watch like a bunch of lawyer videos and I think there was a controversy about this one person. She talked about how as long as it's drawings, it's technically legal. It's still kind of gross though. And yeah, I thought I was imagining the butt shots and underwear shots at first, but then it showed up again in a different transformation and I was like, nope, nope. Nope. I do not like the later episodes, especially the mech episode. Yeah, it was, it made me honestly mad. It kind of reminded me of why Mal hates Revolutionary Girl Utena so much. I was like, Mal, I understand you now. I feel like there's a slight issue I have with one of the side characters. Basically, after Coconut and Papika decide to do something, one of the side characters changes drastically. And even though they do react to this change, I felt like there should have been more reactions. And I felt like this should have been the main plot instead of the main plot we got in this story. Like, if the main plot was about how Papika and Kokina changed this character and trying to, like, fix this character, I felt like it would have had more lore to it. Even though I get that the ending we actually get is lore-heavy, I still want that other ending that I made up in my head. Yeah, I think the show would have been way better that way. At first, I thought the last four episodes of this show is good, but the more I think about it, the more I dislike it. I will say I do like the evil mother figure, though. Oh, and I'll rate this, like, a top 10. Right, okay, so... My last worst show is Velma. Now, we both had this show on our list of shows we were looking forward to this year. And all I have to say is this. 
This was created by people who have a personal vendetta against Hanna-Barbera and comedy. It literally felt like someone typed Velma adult comedy into ChatGPT and clicked enter. Now, I stopped watching after like the second episode because I heard the people involved were actually pieces of shit. But even if they weren't, I wouldn't have been able to get to at least the halfway point. This is the closest I've gotten to seeing anti-humor and Warner should be ashamed of themselves. Zero out of ten, what the fuck did you do to my beloved characters, you monsters? Okay, so the last movie I'm going to be talking about is a movie Mal and I watched and reviewed, and that is Halloween. So Halloween is about Michael Myers and the people he murders on Halloween. Listen, I didn't watch enough shows and movies to have another worst show or movie. That's all I'll say. No, I get it. I'm just like, worst? Okay. <laughs> it's one of the worst I watched this year. Not the worst. Okay. I'm just upset that it's clumped in with the incest. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a really good point, and that's kind of sad. Anyways, I do not like horror that much. How I kind of liked Fear Street, but mostly for the story and not the horror. Anyways, I do not like the virgin surprise trope like I mentioned during the review. It's mostly because I do not like the idea of purity, aka being a virgin as a woman makes you better than other women. It's kind of giving I'm not like other girls. Also, I did not like the Michael Myers theme like I mentioned during the review. I'm pretty sure I used the term leitmotif or motif wrong. Basically, a motif is when they use a certain theme and change it differently during the story to fit the story. And I'm not quite sure if they do that with Halloween. I know they repeat the theme a lot, but I'm not sure if that counts as like a motif. So my bad. I'm sorry I said that. They do this in the Madoka Magica movie, Rebellion, and I think it's really great there. And I kind of forgot if they did it in Halloween. I still like the way the women characters talk to be funny, and yeah. Alright, on to our the best shows and movies we watched this year. My first one is Blue Beetle. This movie was such a breath of fresh air in the hellscape that is the DCEU. And if you don't know what that is, it's the MCU if it was edgier and had worse box office sales. Of the 15 films that are in the DCEU, two of them are good. Birds of Prey and this film. Fight me on it. It also talks so candidly about being an immigrant, but I can't say much on how good of representation it was because neither I nor my parents are immigrants. All I know is this is the first live action DC film that really made me care for not only the protagonists, but also the minor characters, except George Lopez. Fuck George Lopez. The only thing I really hated about this movie was the heterosexual scenes. Blue Beetle is like if The Flash was an interesting character. 7 out of 10 scarabs. We will also be reviewing Blue Beetle, by the way, for Hispanic Heritage Month, and I guess I can be the teller of whether the immigrant representation is good or not, because my parents are immigrants. So yeah, so my best of the first one is Nimona. This follows our main character, Ballister, and Nimona after Ballister was staged for the murder, and it's up to him and Nimona to prove his innocence. I'm actually surprised that this movie ended up being released after all, because the company that was making it, I think Blue Sky Studios, was took down, and this movie was shopped around, and apparently Netflix got it. So yeah, I'm pretty surprised this movie came out after all that time. I love the animation for this movie. I'm usually not a fan for 3D animation, but this movie was so beautiful, and I absolutely adored it. The queer representation between Ballister and Ambrosius was just okay. Honestly, I would have preferred if Nimona was trans because I feel like it would have been better queer representation than Ambrosius and Ballister. 
especially considering that Nimona's whole character is like considered a metaphor for trans representation. I really love how Nimona discusses her shape-shifting ab abilities. Like when she mentions that not shape-shifting won't kill her, but it still makes her not feel the best. It's kind of like a, another metaphor for trans representation. I kind of like the ending. I like when Nomono turns into this huge monster. And I really love the animation during that scene. Spoilers ahead. So skip a little bit if you don't want to hear me spoil the ending. I do not like how they kept her alive in the end. I'm pretty sure the graphic novel kills her off in the end. Which is really cool honestly. I will say I do think I prefer the graphic novel uh, by Mr. Stevenson. I will say I think I like it better. Because of the dynamic between Ambrosius, Nimona, and Ballister. Um, because their dynamics are way better in the graphic novel. Now, I will admit this. It's been a while since I read the graphic novel. So I could be wrong about that. My next show is Dan Versus. I have never felt more carnally aligned with a cartoon character than with this gremlin. He is not only mad at everything, but he acts on those emotions. Something I wish I could do, but if I did, I'd go straight to jail. Like, this man beefs with whole states and countries and manages to execute actual revenge against them. Also, I just really love how he walks all over his friend Chris and Chris just takes it. I love that dynamic in general. I'm not sure why, but it is so fun to watch. 9 out of 10. The next movie I watched is Review Starlight, the movie. So I won't say much about Review Starlight because I genuinely believe this is one of those shows that you need to go into blind. But basically, the show follows Karen, who one day discovers an underground revolutionary girl Utena like fight to become the top star which is basically like to get a wish that has to do with like the stage because they're all stage girls and like do acting and stuff and yeah it's basically a musical and the movie takes place right after the tv show as always the where we start is all about the stage and musicals and i love it the songs in this movie are honestly way better than the songs in the show nana is still my favorite character in this show and movie and she's still a badass and i love her for that my favorite songs of this movie are by far the review of Annihilation, the review of Competition, and the review of Jealousy, I think. Is that the one I'm missing? No, that's the wrong one. Oh, the review of Souls, that's the last one. My bad. So yeah, that one's really good too. I really love that there's this idea that they're no longer fighting for auditions, and they are just fighting because that's the, what the audience wants. It's really great. Mahiru is my second favorite character from now on. The movie really changed the way that I view her, and it's amazing. Speaking of amazing, I love the animation. I really love the ending of this anime, especially when they take off their capes. Also, I think this anime could have been more gay. Like, the ending could have used a kissing scene. Like, a, a, a gay kiss would have been amazing. I like that we get more screen time from the characters that aren't Karen and Hikari. Also, I will be reviewing this anime with Mal, so Mal will be on the lookout for that. And I promise you won't hate it as much as Revolution Girl Utena. My next show is Kunk on Earth. My grandma visited me recently, and I had the daunting task of finding a show that she'd like. And I remembered you, Marco, recommended this show to me, and based off the clips I've seen on the internet, I thought I'd get at least a few chuckles out of her. Turns out that bitch loved it. She was cackling the whole time. It reminded me of when me and my dad watched the most extreme elimination challenge, and he laughed so hard he pulled a muscle. I thought it was funny as well. But as the episodes got closer to the 21st century, it kind of got less funny. Like, the humor was still there, but just not as many laughs. I also just really love, like, mockumentaries and, like, purposefully awkward interviews. So, 9.5 out of 10 renaissances. What are you eating, Marco? 
the M and M's I showed you. Oh, the giant jug of Costco <laughs> yeah. M and M's. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm only like a little way through right now. The next show that I watched that is on my best list is The Executioner and Her Way of Life. The Executioner and Her Way of Life is a world-following Menno who kills people who travel to her world because other worlders are dangerous because of the powers they have they obtained through traveling to another world. I find it funny when I was first looking up this show the first time I watched it, I saw a review that said the characters are unlikable even though they are totally likable. And even if they were unlikable characters, I still don't think that makes them bad characters. Okay, I'm gonna talk about my book channel. So I used to have a YouTube channel where I talked about books. And back when I had that channel, there was this constant conversation going on that just because a character is unlikable doesn't make them bad. And I genuinely believe that. So stop saying that. Unlikable characters are bad characters, you guys. Like, it's so dumb. I still understand why people don't like this these characters, though. Anyways, the little piss babies that are men were very pissed off because they killed off this disgusting-ass man uh, at the beginning of the first episode, even though the story is way better without him, and if he was the main character, I wouldn't like the story. I really love the world-building in this show and the book series. The world just has been basically conquered by these otherworlders, and the people who are from the world that they live in keep the other worlders a secret because if people learned how dangerous they are they would freak out my favorite scene of the show is when Menno gets flashbacks of her past and we see how she barely survives from an other worlder because the other worlder creates an accidental massacre um because she wants to go home the fight scenes are really amazing though i will admit the fight scenes sometimes don't make sense if you haven't read the novels that this show is based off because like sometimes they're like lore that you have to learn like for example one of the characters can time travel and another character gets powers through her scripture that she has and sometimes scripture like says things in the light novel and it won't make sense like for example if you read a certain passage it'll come to life I can't remember one exactly on the top of my head, but this doesn't really make sense in the anime because you don't know that, even though it's kind of hinted at. Also, there's this earthen vein thing, and one of the characters used to it, and I was really confused at first because I didn't know what the earthen vein was until I read the books. So yeah, that's that's there too. I love Menno's kind of love interest, Dakari. She seems like a really ditzy character at first, but eventually we learn her true nature and it's amazing. A critique I have of this show is the finale uses, I think, CG animation instead of 2D animation, and I don't think 3D animation is bad or anything, but I think it looks bad in this anime specifically. <gasps> what a roller coaster this episode has been, am I right? But the reviews don't end here. Because it is time for a little segment I like to call the Mediocre Minute. This is a tiny little micro moment where me and Marco recommend books, comics, music, games, and more for you all to illegally pirate on the internet. Shh, it's a little secret between us. My recommendation is the music album, The Presidents of the United States of America 10-Year Super Bonus Special Edition by The Presidents of the United States of America. This is an album my dad listened to a lot when I was a kid, so I grew up with this. I just get a lot of nostalgia when I listen to it, and its vibe is just, it's kind of quirky. I think my favorite songs would have to be Lump, Bull Weevil, and Dune Buggy. Marco, what is your recommendation? My recommendation is Anne Frank's Diary, the graphic novel adaptation. So... For those of you who are too lazy to read Anne Frank's Sari, which I haven't read, I would recommend the graphic novel adaptation. I enjoyed this. I do not remember that much when I read it, but I do remember that there's this scene where she talks about liking girls. Um, so if hey guys, uh, nothing, uh, nothing here to listen to at this 
portion of the podcast episode. Marco did not say anything inappropriate. He was just he was just being a silly little goofy guy. He was just being a little goofy silly guy. <laughs> Cut that out. Do not put that in. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, Marco. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Did you write that down or was that off the top no, of your I, head? No, that was off the top of my head. <laughs> I'm sorry. So back to what I was saying. So she does talk about liking girls, which is a very interesting thing to learn because I'm pretty sure they like cut that out in a lot of books because I believe the people who published this thought it would be too controversial, which honestly now, now that's like 2023 and whatever, I hate when people say it's 2023 and stuff like that. But now that's 2023, like it's it's way more easier to talk about the fact that Anne Frank did like girls. Also, I think it's just a really important like thing to learn. Like the Holocaust was a really important part of history. And honestly, it, when I think about it, it kind of reminds me of what's happening now with Palestine, which is very interesting because some of the Holocaust survivors have like stood with Israel, which is really sad. And I think it's just interesting how people who survived like genocide will commit genocides themselves so yeah just read the book if you want to learn about the holocaust go ahead and read it i think it's really important to learn about genocide and all that kind of stuff anyways you guys that's it for our best and worst of 2023 if you want to send us a voice message on spotify for podcasters there'll be a link in the description below we also have instagram twitter tiktok and threads which are at my take spot and that's everything so goodbye wow <laughs>